Hello and welcome to the Coach Mark and Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark and Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com, and of course, Initial-Impact.com. Um, today, I'm going to be doing a series of podcasts throughout the entire month of November, because uh, if you're not aware already, um, November is the month for domestic abuse awareness. Now, um, it happens obviously every year, and some countries would uh, focus on it more than others maybe, but culturally it's really important um, to help you all to understand um, how different parts of the world do view and consider domestic abuse. But I want to take it one step further because it's not just domestic abuse. All types of abuse um, is kind of um, not really spoken about, shall we say. We hear about domestic abuse, domestic violence, intimate partner violence. Listen to these words and these vocabs here. But what is really important to understand, whenever we say just domestic violence or intimate partner violence, of course, violence, we immediately think of as a physical act only. But it's highly important for all of us to understand that there is so much more to that. For example, abuse can take many forms. It can be emotional abuse, so that is using people's emotions to manipulate them, to coerce them. Um, we can talk about also psychological abuse. So really messing with people's heads, trying to make people think that they are going crazy, um, particularly in an intimate partner relationship where you may be isolated in that partnership. And therefore, the only uh, reality that you are being faced with is that of the person you're living with. And if they are psychologically abusing you, in the end, you start to question your own sanity. They may say, no, you've misremembered this and this isn't what we agreed. Or don't you remember you said you would do this, this and this. And before you know it, if you are living with an abusive person, it suddenly becomes almost like what we call gaslighting. Um, and that's something, a term, and you're going to hear these vocabs turning up in, in my podcasts, that I would like you to look into. Um, you can check out a lot of support sites on this. Uh, links are down below. Um, and I speak about this also from a personal experience. Um, this is something we don't speak about enough. And I think it's about time that more men lent their voices to what can go on. So I myself have been a, I would say, a survivor of um, a couple, actually, a couple of very um, abusive relationships. Um, and I am still fighting my way through some of this, even as I speak now. So even from a very, um, what you would probably perceive as a confident coach here, and I love the work that I do, but I am human as well. And I come to this with a very personal insight into how intimate partner abuse, narcissistic abuse, these types of things can really cause trouble and damage so much, so much. And we need to speak out about it, particularly men, um, because many men are in situations whereby either if it be at work with perhaps even they might be a grown adult, but their parents, you know, um, there is parental abuse where parents can literally um, narcissistically control their children, for example. OK, and that can leave, leave very deep scars that last for the entire adulthood. I'm not saying it's not possible to recover from this, but it is challenging and it also primes the person and that listen to that word priming the person it means if you are a child and you've been brought up in a narcissistic environment in your household by either a mother or a father or a parental figure who is looking after you then basically what happens they are setting you up to then become uh, more susceptible listen to that word susceptible more likely to more vulnerable 
to being also continually abused when you're older in adult relationships, okay? So from my point of view, I'm looking at my past and how my childhood was and then seeing how things developed further for me um, in various situations, actually, I can see that that was a pattern that set me up. So when you think about it, when you're aware of the pattern, you can do something about it. But awareness is crucial. And that's why I really want to lend my voice to many podcasts out there at the moment uh, for November's Domestic Violence Awareness Month to talk about this, to have this conversation, but particularly encourage more men okay, to speak out about what is happening to you in either your work situations, with your parents, your relationships. Um, and remember, it's not just in heterosexual relationships. Uh, bisexual relationships, transgender relationships, gay, lesbian relationships, abuse is abuse is abuse. And this is what's really important for us to understand about this. Um, so, for example, you know, you may get a partner who is using financial abuse or financial control to try and extract um, or take or restrict your income. So if you're in a partnership of any sort, um, then that partner may just decide that actually, no, 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 you, they are going to control everything, okay? And before you know it, you can be isolated and removed from contact with outside support. Um, and, you know, then that really then puts you in a more vulnerable position because you are more likely to just have to rely on this person. And then, of course, your psychological health can become damaged. Um, from being in that very traumatic situation where you feel there is no escape. And so you start to believe that this person is correct. You uh, would ordinarily, because this doesn't happen immediately, it takes place over a period of years, start to think, well, maybe you've done something wrong. Clearly, if you love your partner, you're going to try and make efforts to, well, appease them, um, to turn around and say, is there something that I've done wrong here? And then that just makes the matter even worse because when you're dealing with particularly people who are narcissistic abusers, um, and that's a, a, a word that we hear far too often, narcissism, um, but you know, it's thrown around like candy, right? Like it's just everywhere. But it's really important that we don't go around labeling everybody as narcissistic, but narcissistic abuse and narcissistic abuse survivor syndrome, because that's another thing I'm going to speak about, is is really um, very damaging. OK, particularly if you are with someone who's a malignant narcissist, um, they are probably the worst, I have to say, sadly, um, type of individuals you could end up being involved with. And um, these types of people have no remorse, have no consciousness whatsoever about, you know, they just, they will get what they want. Ruthless, almost sociopathic, and sometimes, sadly, in some cases, psychopathic. And um, what is the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath? That's an interesting word, isn't it? Right, okay, let's talk about this. So um, a sociopath is just somebody who doesn't really, um, you know, goes against society, doesn't really fit in as such, and is, you know, you might come across a lot of sociopaths in your business life. People who will step on anyone to get to where they need to go. It's like, get out of my way. And we call it push you under the bus syndrome. All right. This is an interesting idiom, right? But you can imagine, what does it sound like? If, you, if you're prepared to push someone under the bus to get what you want, okay, then that means that you will do anything, including literally, like if someone's in your way, you will push them under the bus and potentially get them killed because you want what you want, right? You're ruthless. Cutthroat, we would say, this person is ruthless cutthroat it's sharp practice listen to those idioms okay and push you under the bus mentality all right mentality meaning thinking 
So if you are working with somebody who's a sociopath, and this is really important that with that type of toxic person, you find ways to remove yourself from being in their presence, limit the working um, exposure you have to have with them, and of course speak to your boss or manager if you are being forced to tolerate or endure this type of bullying and abuse. It has to stop. It is not acceptable. Um, and sometimes it can be very difficult um, for you to get that resolution because your boss may equally be concerned or scared of this individual. Um, I'm supporting somebody at the moment. She's a fantastic student. Um, and sadly, she is in this position with a very well-known company. And um, it's proving difficult for her because her manager originally said that, yeah, she could be taken away from working with this person. And then they changed their mind the following week, uh, probably because they are kind of concerned that this person who she's working with, who is kind of toxic, um, may take a employment case against them. Um, they can't get rid of this person. This is the point. Um, and also, it's very difficult for this person I'm supporting, the student, to deal with this. So we're, we're really coaching hard to help her deal with this toxicity while she does a sideway move into another department. But you really shouldn't have to move your department because of an awful, you know, sociopathic or possibly toxic narcissistic person. Psychopaths are people who literally would commit murder and do, sadly. Um, they go beyond just, okay, push you under the bus as in an attitude and literally probably do push you under the bus or off the balcony or wherever else. Um, and um, Taylor Swift uh, recently did a, an interesting, um, I suppose, uh, single, okay, release, an anti-hero, you may have known of it. Um, check out the video. It's kind of interesting what she's saying in there. Now, Taylor Swift um, is sometimes... Rightly or wrongly, I don't know, really. I don't have an opinion. I think she's just a fantastic musician, actually highly talented at what she does. But, you know, people have called her narcissistic in the past. But I also think that in this video where she's almost like saying um, that she is the problem, but I don't believe that. I think actually it's more that Taylor has experienced a lot of narcissism in her life. And what she is describing when she says, hey, it's me, I'm the problem, is because these people make you feel like you are the problem as was in my case, um, really much ending up feeling like I was the problem, that everything that I was doing, and nothing, nothing that I could do would have made any difference, okay? Um, and as I say, I've had several situations like that um, in, throughout my life, um, and thankfully, out of those situations now, thanks be to God, to Allah, whatever you believe in, you know, and I, I hope and pray that any of you listening to this if you are in these types of situations, please reach out and get the help you deserve. Um, I work with a fantastic organization here, both in the Philippines, um, Men Courage, PH, um, and also with a great organization in the UK called Split the Difference. Now, Split the Difference um, more looks at men's rights, men's and boys' rights, and the fact that men and boys are coming off worse now in society. We have to level this playing field. Um, too much is spoken about about um, domestic violence and abuse towards women, and it's valid, but we are missing the point of what's happening with the men, men and boys, and also what happens to people who don't identify as, as men or women, okay, non-binary people. This is a whole human issue. So I try to take it away from the gender thing here. The only reason I'm mentioning about men is because I'm trying to lend my voice and support to say, hey, guys, if you're listening to this right now, okay, if your partner, for example, 
is, you know, sort of humiliating you, shouting at you in public, treating you like dirt, um, being derisive, uh, humiliating your efforts. I mean, you know, look, we're not talking about being sensitive to somebody saying, I didn't like, you know, I, I, I didn't like the way you, you, you cook the food today, right? Could you, could you add less salt, for example? Okay, we've got to be serious about this. What I'm talking about is this constant drip, 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 as we would say. It's like a tap, a faucet. There you are. Tap is British, faucet is American. Drip, drip, drip of water, okay? And it's like this never-ending thing in your relationship or a business, for example, where you can't get away from this negative critical commentary, okay? This humiliation, this almost like, um, it's, it's so sinister, it's very hard to describe it, okay? But I'm going to try and describe it in, in the upcoming podcasts on this because I think it's really important we talk about all types of abuse. So there's emotional abuse, psychological abuse, there is financial abuse and control, um, which is really either limiting what you can earn by stopping you from going and working, say, in another a job or something, or them taking your money, okay? Um, so you don't even get a say in that, okay? They would just do that. They decide what, you know, you're going to get, if anything, um, and they control all of the income into the household, okay? Um, if you try to get outside of that and go and say, you know, go get a job, then uh, threats will be made towards you. So, for example, you, you know, you can't go and work there, for example, and if you do this, this will happen. So these threats, okay, are emotional abuse, okay, and psychological abuse with the financial control and abuse. Um, of course, we have sexual abuse. We need to talk about that too. Um, you know, people seem to think that in a relationship, um, if you're together with somebody, a long-term relationship, or you're married, then that just suddenly gives you like instant consent for any sort of um, personal, intimate um, relation, shall we say. It is not consent should always be obtained. It should be a mutually agreed, enjoyable experience, for want of a better word. And um, if it's not, and somebody is using you in this way, that is abuse. That is sexual abuse. You've got to be so careful. Some people aren't aware they're doing this. Some people really aren't. And it also may have been the way that they were brought up, as I mentioned earlier. If you sadly have been brought up in an abusive environment yourself, and from a young age, then you may think that that is normal. And it sometimes does one of two things. It will either turn you more likely to be having those traits yourself, which is almost like, as I said, the narcissistic um, abuse survivor syndrome, or it will make you feel that, no, you are always responsible for everybody's problems. And this will then help you become abused again and again in future relationships, situations, etc. So it's essential that you get clarity and help and support to break that cycle so you're aware of it and then it stops it from ever happening again in your life, okay? And this is essential. You've got to get out of that situation. If you were stuck in that situation, as I say, visit the links down below. Uh, both of those links can help support you and uh, at least signpoint you to um, perhaps organizations in your country who may be able to assist you. Now, obviously, not in every culture um, is this spoken about. All right, we've got a lot of work to do worldwide to raise more awareness of this. But I wanted to speak about it today. Um, it's something that, as I say, I personally have experienced and gone through um, and still am in some respects. Um, but we cannot be beaten by this. Um, these events, when they happen to us, have a, I suppose, a twofold possibility. They can either completely annihilate you or you can do something about it. 
you can do something about it and it makes you into a stronger person. Um, and it's really important that we raise awareness about this. So I hope you will share this podcast as widely as you can. I know many of you are already, so thank you very much for that. Um, basically, abusive behavior is wrong, should not be tolerated. We're also going to be talking about stalking online as well as in person. That's, again, another subject that we don't really take very seriously. And we have a gender bias towards. So, for example, um, let me put it this way. If somebody says that their partner okay, was stalking them outside their workplace, even though they split up with them and said they, they wanted nothing more to do with them and it was over, okay, um, if this person was stalking them online and maybe posting comments all over, um, perhaps inciting other people to also have a point of view about that, then, you know, we would say that that is a form of abuse, okay, psychological abuse here, okay, and it's really important that we speak out about that when it's happening. Now, if I said to you that it was a man doing that, okay, I think most people would automatically just jump to say, well, that's just hideous, you know, him hanging around outside your work, it's threatening, it's menacing, okay, um, it's kind of making you feel as though you can't ever really safely relax. Okay? You never know when he's going to turn up or what have you. However, if we say it's a woman doing that, this is interesting. The response I get to that one is totally different. Mostly, mostly people say, well, it's because clearly she's so much in love with you. Okay, This is why she's doing this. She's just totally heartbroken. And, you know, but look, people, we've got to stop looking at this like gender. Okay, because this is part of the problem. This is why women who are abusers are really not on the radar, certainly of any court system in, in the world, I would say. Okay, and certainly not in the general um, conversation that we're having about this. And it's really important we have this conversation. This isn't me saying men against women at all. I'm actually saying everybody's a human. What I'm saying is please acknowledge the fact that if a woman does this, it's just as intimidating and just as distressing for a guy. A guy does not want to be stalked by a partner or an, a girlfriend or whoever, right? Okay. Um, or indeed, look, as I said to you earlier, there are LGBTQ uh, relationships. So even a guy who's gay, who's got a gay partner, right? Okay. Does not want to be stalked by this partner turning up at his place of work. It's over, okay, it's over. You can't keep doing this. This is harassment, this is stalking, this is emotionally distressing for this person, and it is a form of control by the person doing it, okay? But if we said that it's a woman, okay, turning up, everybody immediately would switch and say, well, it's because she's heartbroken. You know, she's clearly been torn to bits by the fact that you, you, know, you don't want to see her anymore. And so it is, mitigated okay it is reduced and minimized these are some nice words but not nice in the situation and for guys it's really important that you understand i i hear you i see you okay and i know that this is going on for many many men out there okay and i would urge you to speak up to add your voice to this okay because without speaking out nothing can be done no awareness can change and i know i totally understand what it's like um, from myself for a very long period of time, probably until now, um, I have remained quiet and silent about my situation, but that has to change. It has to change because when we reach a point where we are strong enough, okay, then we're like, okay, this happened to me and I don't want anybody else, if I can help it, to ever, ever end up in a situation like I have, which is why for November, I thought, great, 
let's do this domestic violence awareness, but let's explain it in terms that are relatable. Let's do the vocab and do some cultural awareness at the same time and explain that domestic violence is not just a man beating a woman. That is the stereotype that comes into our heads, okay? It's totally incorrect. Um, yes, okay, men do do this and it's wrong, okay? But equally, women do this. You wouldn't believe how many women will attack their partners. And it's not really spoken about in the same way. The, the most famous case, clearly, that we all have heard about in one way or the other, and it's controversial, is the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. But I'm not talking about those kind of big cases like that or really, you know, extreme circumstances, which is pretty extreme, well, let's face it, in those, those terms. But it doesn't have to be that extreme, okay? Um, men and women can equally abuse each other. Okay? Non-binary people can abuse each other. It's a human thing. Any human is capable of abusing another human. Okay? Sad fact of life. It's wrong and we need to become aware of it. If we're doing this ourselves, it might be that you're not a bad person. You just had a very bad experience maybe in your childhood and you learned that that was acceptable, but it's not. Okay? So I don't want to vilify anyone. Listen to that word, vilify. I don't want to, you know, sort of turn you into some sort of like, you know, awful pariah. Nice word. Look these up, people. Look up what is a pariah, like an outcast from society, to vilify you, to turn you into a villain, a criminal, to say, oh, bad you. You know, you may have had a really bad childhood, and that's really sad, exceptionally, right, heartbreaking. Okay, I can relate to that too. But here's the thing, here's the thing, is that, you can do something about it now as an adult, right? And that bit is our responsibility to try and look at, okay, what happened to me and what effect did it have on me and what impact is it having in my relationships now, okay? So I don't want anybody to feel that they are kind of not welcome here. If you are somebody who's perhaps doing some of these things in your relationship, but you just don't know how to stop it, again, get in touch with the, the contacts down below. They can help even you if you're doing this in your relationships. We want to help you get to a healthier, happier place in your life. Also, if you're doing it with your work colleagues, please stop and again, reach out and get the help. If you are suffering from any of this, then again, please let me know or get in touch with the organizations down below. I really want to see how far and wide this spread because I got a feeling it's huge, okay? Um, from our point of view, it's not right, it's not acceptable to ever hurt or control somebody in this way, okay? Um, and when we think about it, people even with disabilities or mental health issues are even more vulnerable to this. As I said to you earlier, the, the trauma that can happen then can cause mental health issues, which then makes the control even more because then they are more reliant on the person they're with. And then that sets up even more abuse. Okay, So it becomes an ever decreasing cycle Okay, to the point that sometimes it can actually kill people. So and I never want anybody to be in that position. So look. Um, I hope this has been an interesting eye-opener for some of you, okay? Um, as I say, I will be doing other podcasts throughout the month of November on this. Um, if you have been affected by anything I'm saying in this podcast, please reach out and get the help and support you need. I am not a crisis counsellor. I'm certainly not a counsellor. Um, and the links down below, they are not counselling services. They are signposting support services. So if you are affected or dealing with something, or even I have to say suicidal, please reach out to your local suicide helpline right now to get that support that you need. Nobody should have to suffer in silence, man or woman, okay? Um, or non-binary person, right? Okay, everybody deserves respect. Everybody deserves peace of mind. 
Um, there should not be these types of things happening. Sadly, they do happen, but what we can do is support each other when it happens to get the right help and assistance and solidarity, okay, to come together as a speaker and say this is wrong. And if you know of anybody who's been affected by this, you're not personally, please feel free to send this podcast to them. Let them know that they're not alone, okay? If you suspect somebody is having this happening in their relationships or at work, but you're not sure, you might just want to send them the link and say, hey, I heard this today. I don't know if it's of interest to you. You don't need to say that you suspect something's happening, but you just might have sent a lifeline to a person who can't speak out. Um, I know myself many, many years ago, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't speak out. Um, and I know what it feels like to be that person. And I believe that if somebody had done that for me back then, maybe it would have made a difference sooner. Um, so anyway, look, good luck, everybody out there. Stay safe. It's a crazy old world. Um, I say it's a jungle out there. And literally in the Philippines, it really is, right? Okay. So um, it's a good idiom. It's a jungle out there, meaning it's crazy. It's full of dangerous things, right? Okay. And uh, just stay safe. All right. Look after yourselves. And I'll see you very soon. Take care. Hello, everybody, and sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to mention a few things that can help you, all right? So I want to help as many of you as possible. You can get a free 30-minute check of your English level, your OET, IELTS, or any other things that you're trying to achieve here with me. If you're trying to pass your interviews, maybe you're attempting to get a job overseas, you would like to know how you're sounding and what a native speaker really would say about your responses in an interview or an IELTS or OET test, for example. Um, check out that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. If you're looking more for career and immigration coaching and would like to discuss your plans, then you can hit me up over at initial-impact.com. But both of those sites, the links take you to the same end result, which is a booking page for 30 minutes free of charge to book your session, time and date you pick on Zoom. Also, if you're doing IELTS and OET and you would like help with your written or speaking tasks too, and you don't or can't have time to book a session with me in person on a live call, which again, I can do. You can get live one-to-one -one coaching on Zoom anytime you like. But if it's hard for you, then take advantage of my IELTS and OET written and spoken task service, which means that you buy credits, 10 credits, 10 tasks, and you can submit your spoken audio files to me for critique and review, and then I will respond within 36 hours with a full review of your transcript and to tell you where you sounded good, where it fell down, and the corrections, okay? Um, for your written IELTS and OET, again, you can select all the tasks on my booking site, which the links are all uh, all available. If you just go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com, you can find all of these services there and follow the links. And what you'll be able to do is get a response from me within 36 hours with correction of your written task. And then you get a chance to do it again with the corrections I've suggested. And I will also expand and give some of the native phrases you might like to consider. So you're going to find out how to make yourself sound better, to hit the magical number um, that you need to get for a word count, pass and get the higher grade, and also how to expand your sentences and create essays because many students are struggling to know even how to, to create an academic layout of an essay. Um, you're going to fall down there too. When it comes to OET, it's slightly different, but the same process applies when we look at how you structure those referral letters and how you write the client and the patient notes, okay? So it's very specific depending on whether it's OET or IELTS. Um, I do it all, me and my team, we are here to help you, okay? So don't hesitate to reach out. And of course, please, 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 if you'd like to purchase any books, then you can get that from the bookstore links. Again, you'll find those all on the site. So good luck, everybody, and hope to help you soon.